Welcome to My American Melting Pot, the podcast for people living multicultural lives. I'm your host, Lori L. Tharps. I'm a Black woman married to a Spanish man raising three bilingual, biracial, bicultural children. I'm also a journalist, an author, and an anti-racism educator and consultant. Some people call me a cultural critic or a pop culture pundit. I call myself a diversity diva, and I'm really glad you're here for our final episode of the Don't Be Racist series on the My American Melting Pod podcast. This is episode 55 of the podcast and the seventh and final episode of the Don't Be Racist series. Think of it as the recap episode. We'll be reviewing all of the lessons learned over the last several weeks, and we'll be reviewing the momentous presidential election that just happened as well. And at the end of the episode, I'll be giving you my final lesson to take with you as you continue your journey to be anti-racism warriors. Let's get right into it, shall we? Hello, anti-racism warriors. We did it! Yay! We showed up and showed out at the polls and voted the vile orange beast out of the White House. People, I am doing the happy dance just thinking about it right now. Happy dance, happy dance. And I've been dancing since Saturday morning when after a week of biting my nails and stress eating, they finally declared Joe Biden the winner of the 2020 presidential election. Man, was that a good feeling. I seriously danced in the street in front of my house in my pajamas with my neighbors. And don't worry, we are, of course, socially distant dancing. Friends, I have never felt so proud to be a Philadelphian in my entire life. Yes, Philly, we did that. And I hope you, all of my anti-racist warriors in training, also feel proud of yourselves. Hopefully the work you've been doing in the world and on yourselves helped tip the balance of power in this country more towards justice. Maybe you donated money to a Democratic candidate. Maybe you volunteered at the polls. Maybe you stood up in solidarity for Black lives. Maybe you talked a family member out of voting for the Cheeto-in-Chief. Maybe you just voted blue for the very first time in your life. Whatever your contribution to this election turning out the way it did, I want to say Thank you, anti-racist warrior. You have earned your wings. Now, of course, there's still much to be done in this country to eradicate racism and dismantle white supremacy. Sadly, there's still a lot to be done to get the big orange baby out of the White House, too. But I, for one, refuse to give his temper tantrum any airtime on my show. So let's skip right on over to the work that we must continue to be anti-racism warriors. I want to review the lessons we learned and how to be an anti-racism warrior over the course of this series, okay? So let's go over the lessons one by one. First, in reverse order in which I taught you them, number one, it's time to divorce your Trump-supporting friends and family. Probably now more than ever, you realize how important this really is. You don't need their toxic energy, and they don't deserve the pleasure of your rational, non-racist company. If they want to be with you and yours, you must make them renounce their Satan-loving hero. Period. No exceptions. The only way to win this war is to isolate the people in your lives who are racist and Trump supporters. 
If they want to come to the party, they have to play fair. That's basic playground policy. Number two, watch your mouth. To be an anti-racist warrior, you have to be aware of what comes out of your mouth. There are certain questions, sentences, and phrases you should remove from your vocabulary if you want to be a good anti-racist warrior and you want people to take you seriously. Listen to episode 53 again for a refresher of the racist no-nos you want to avoid saying. Okay, number three, if you see something, say something. In order to be a good anti-racist warrior, you must speak up and speak out whenever you witness racism in action. It definitely requires courage to say something in public or even in private when you witness a racist act. Whether that's someone calling someone a racial slur on the bus or your Uncle Bob telling a racist joke at the dinner table or your boss passing over a potential job candidate because he can't pronounce the person's name but you have to say something, especially if you have the privilege of white skin, because when you call out racism, it resonates more. It carries more weight. So please speak up and speak out. Number four, decolonize your mind. Decolonizing your mind is an ongoing educational process that is required for anti-racism work. Anti-racist warriors must unlearn and relearn American and global history from a variety of sources that don't center colonial Europeans and white Americans. Decolonizing your mind will help you stay motivated to do the work. Because once you know the truth about how America got to be this way and all of the untruths you swallowed, it's hard not to want to undo the damage and work for justice. Number five, take action. Being an anti-racist requires action. You have to do actual anti-racism work, not just think good thoughts or read important books. But anti-racist action can look like many things. It can mean donating money, volunteering at a school, marching in a peaceful protest. It can mean driving a neighbor to the polls or designing a mural for a community center. Use your gifts and talents for the fight. Don't twist yourself up in knots trying to figure out how you can help by acquiring new skills. Do something that you know how to do well and do it for the movement. And then do it again. Number six, master your mindset. It's the final lesson here, but it's the first thing you have to do. The difference between those who succeed with their goals and those who fail It always comes down to mindset. What is the reason why you're doing what you're doing? You have to have this clear in your head to be a successful anti-racist warrior. I want everyone listening to this podcast to be successful anti-racism warriors. So you have to master your mindset. You have to really believe, not just think you should, but actually believe that anti-racism work is going to benefit you. It's going to benefit your family. It's going to benefit the entire planet. Anti-racism work isn't the quote unquote right thing to do. It isn't about saving the blacks and the colored people. It's not charity work or something to assuage your guilty conscience. Racism is like drunk driving. It hurts everyone. No one is safe while drunk drivers are on the road. No one is safe 
if racists rule the world. Hint, hint, look at the world we're living in right now. Look at how the entire world erupted in cheers when Joe Biden won the election. It all matters. So that's it. Those are the six lessons that I guarantee if you follow them, your journey to being an anti-racism warrior will be a successful and satisfying one. I won't say it's going to be easy, but I also don't want you to think that it has to be hard. Quite frankly, I think it's a lot harder to be a racist than it is to be an anti-racist. Harder, lonelier, and far less sweet. But maybe that's just me. What do you think? Please tell your fears to take a back seat and I want you to step boldly into your position as an anti-racist warrior. Be a role model for your children. Stand up for what's right. You may just surprise yourself and find that wearing a mantle for justice actually feels quite good. I believe in you anti-racism warriors. Thank you for listening to this special series. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for doing the work. Give yourselves a pat on the back. Mission accomplished, Melting Pot community. We finished the Don't Be Racist series. We voted the emperor out of office. And hopefully some of you feel like you got something really significant out of the show. I hope so. If you did, please feel free to share a link to the show with friends or organizations or schools who might find it useful. You can also leave a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts because that also will help people find the show as well. Next week, we'll be back to our regular Melting Pot programming. And because November is National Native American Heritage Month, we'll be re-airing our episode on the Thanksgiving myth and also sharing some new information about how Native American culture can be honored during this month. Until then, keep the faith and keep dancing in the streets for our new president-elect, Joe Biden, and our first female, black, biracial, South Asian vice president, Ms. Kamala Harris. My American Melting Pot is produced by me, Lori L. Tharps. Our editor and technical director is Brad Linder. Our theme music was composed by Sumi Tanoka. Thank you for listening and always remember to live your life in color.